you can do local recordings. You see, I had to. You're live. Now, how do we see the station identification? And we are live. All right. We are live. Welcome, everybody, to my first show. I'm so excited to be here. I'm your host, Leanne Dolce. I'm a self-care strategist, and this is Wake Up Happy Sis. It's my new show here. Um, we're going to get into a bunch of good things on about self-care and wellness. That's what we're all about, bringing self-care and wellness to Black women and showing us how to prioritize ourselves so that we can live our best lives unapologetically. I'm here with my good friend, Nicole Johnson. We're going to just be chatting it up today. And you know what our topic is today? Because it's MLK Day, Dr. Martin Luther King. We're honoring his legacy. So today what we're going to be talking about is self-care and social change. And I know you might be thinking, do those two things even go together? But I promise you, they do. They're very integrally tied together. So we're going to look at how we can honor Dr. King and other civil rights activists and leaders of the past and bring self-care and social justice together and showing how they're linked and how the lessons of the past can be brought into the future. So... Um, Let's start by introducing yourself, Nicole. Hey, hey, y'all, hey. I am the Nicole Johnson. I am the founder and CEO of Girl Your Money Matters, which is affectionately known as the gym, where we have all sorts of exercises to help you get financially fit. And thank you so much for having me as a guest on your first show, Leanne. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for joining me. And uh, I see Sharonda in there. Hey, Sharonda. Great morning to you too, sis. We welcome everybody coming here. Um, you can definitely drop who you are and where you're from in the chat. We'll give you a little shout out through the show. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about is we all know Dr. King was a great civil rights leader. That's without a doubt. You know, he fought tirelessly for um, equality and justice for African-Americans, um, his messages of nonviolence and peaceful protest inspired a whole generation to take action and to make changes in their lives, in the lives of their children, right? They made a lot of sacrifices so that we can have what we have today, which I don't necessarily think may always be better, but they fought so we could have different and hoped for better. Yeah. One of the things that Dr. King and other civil rights leaders understood is that self-care had to be kind of at the center of what they were doing. Because their work is so engaged, so tiring, so stressful, self-care had to be important and prevalent part of what they're doing to make sure that they could stay strong, stay engaged, and stay helpful in the communities as they were fighting for change. So my first question is, in a world where self-care is seen as a luxury, right? Or it's seen as something that's selfish, right? We always talk about, a lot of people talking about self-care, selfish it isn't, but how do you think self-care plays a role in activism and social change? 
Oh, let me take a sip on that. Hold on. Mm. Y'all take, y'all take a drink, friend. Take a drink. Whew. So, um, it's important, I believe, that it is intertwined because if we don't take care of ourselves first, we can't do anything for our community. And that's where we have to start. And then recognizing that um, social justice can start in communities where the, uh, the, the community is actually underdeveloped, underprivileged. Um, so financing um, self-care can be an issue. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing to do at that point is to educate the community on what different types of self-care look like. Right, because it's not always about laying on a massage table, which is a personal preference of mine. But what can I do that is affordable um, that will allow me to rejuvenate myself, my physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, so that I can stay the good fight? Right. So it, it is important that we have various. Um, examples of what self-care looks like so that people who are involved in the fight, frontline, telephone-wise, that they understand that sometimes they have to emotionally disconnect so that they can come back to getting into the fight, right? So it's all intertwined. And and I end this comment by saying self-care is not selfish. It is absolutely the utmost thing that we must practice because if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of you. And if I can't take care of you, I can't help take care of my community. Thanks. And one of the things that I think taking on a step further from what you're saying is we also have to make sure that money is being poured into these marginalized and underserved communities for self-care. Right. When you go into these communities, you know, what is the one thing you always going to see on every corner? A liquor store. store. You're going to see a liquor store. But how often are you seeing um, markets that have fresh fruit, fresh Mm -hmm. produce? Right. How often are you seeing health care centers that are not run down with overworked staff and tired staff that are trying to serve multiple communities? Counseling services for your mental health, mental health issues uh, where I am, where I just left uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and there were certain areas that were impacted where people who were homeless or, you know, you drive through certain areas here where I am in Dallas. There are whole communities of homeless people and I could drive five minutes and pass two or three. Yeah, it is an epidemic. I mean, when yeah. I was when I still lived in Seattle, I live in Atlanta now. But when I still lived in Seattle, we would have these. You know, they heard of tent cities, right? And mm. those are the communities of homeless people that camp out by the side of the freeway. Sometimes mm. you'll have community organizations that will let them use a plot of their land for a specific time. But we have such a large, especially in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Yeah. From where I used to live, five minutes from where I used to live. And this is a walk, a five minute walk, not a drive, a five minute walk. There was a a homeless camp 
and I'm talking about teenagers. They're mostly older veterans, right? And these people need healthcare services. Yeah. We need to be pouring money into our community to get these people off the street because it gets cold at night or it's super hot and they're having heat strokes, right? How do we, how do we try and fix our communities? Because we have to start with us first. We have to stop waiting for others to try and come and rescue us. And we have to start looking at how can we rescue our communities, right? And it starts with pouring that money in that education into our communities. So I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Yeah. And that, that's one reason that I'm glad that you are, that we are a part of the Brownstone Worldwide because the platform is here to help change the narrative of the black and brown community. And, and one thing I, I like to remind the audience of is, you know, for years, our story was written incorrectly, yes. right? And so now this is a platform for you, it's a platform for me, it's a platform for all the other on-air personalities to be able to change the narrative now so that in 40, 50, 60 years beyond us, if the narrative is still being written wrong, it's our fault. It's our fault because now we have the technology, we have the ability. We didn't have it then. Our parents didn't have it. Our grandparents didn't have it. Hey, Anisha. Hey, Anisha. Now we do. So if you want to see a change in your community, you got to be the change. And then, like you said, pour that education out there so that our community can see, hey, it, it's like this, but it doesn't have to stay like this. No, I if you don't get out of my brain, because telling our stories our way, right? That's our form of social justice, of impacting social justice and activism in a time where content news travels at the faster than the speed of light. So we do have the requirement that we have to tell our stories rectify what's wrong in our history yes. and make sure look if you look at a lot of the they're trying to take so much black history knowledge out of schools right i'm from seattle i didn't learn a lot of stuff about black history until i went to college and mm -hmm. actually put myself in those courses to learn the truth right and we have to do the same if we're not changing the narrative and writing the right, writing the true story for our children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, and beyond. You're right; it is our fault. Hey, Linnell, welcome, welcome. And if you guys have comments, you have questions, go ahead and post them in the chat. We'll um, answer some of them on air if you have. But we're really talking about today: self-care and social change. Right? How are we applying? the lessons from the civil rights era um, and from Dr. Martin Luther King in today's world, right? So that we can impact change on future generations just like they've impacted change on our generation. Mm -hmm. so, I agree with you, uh, Leanne. I, did, I took an African-American studies course my last semester before I graduated with my undergraduate degree. It wasn't, then, it wasn't until then that I learned about more about, you know, you hear things, 
but actually learned about the Black Panthers, their movement, their participation with the civil rights movement, um, SNCC, SLIC, the, the teen um, movement, as far as how that went, the um, whole story of Huey and his uh, Black power. I didn't learn. I was and mind you, I got my undergraduate degree as a seasoned adult who had already had children and been married. I wasn't fresh out of high school and at the age of 10, the age of 20, 21. No, I had been grown for a long time. So and then, in, you know, I'm not embarrassed to say I'm just bringing forward points that, you know, because it has been so kept out of the book. I didn't learn about um, um, Black Wall Street until I became a business owner, which was in 2017. Wow. Mm. That, and there's so much that we haven't been told yeah, that yeah. hasn't been shared with us. And if we don't go searching or happen upon a person who makes it their business to tell us, we're never going to know, right? Especially like the Black Panther Party the truth about who they were and the position they held in our communities. If you just went by what the narrative was, you would have been scared of anybody who was a Black Panther. You would have thought that they're just out here mercenaries, just killing and looting and whatever. Man, they were the Black people. Whole programs, they were protecting our communities. They were feeding homeless families. They had the breakfast programs, right? They were telling police, you will not come into our community and kill. And we lost a lot when we lost that leadership. Yeah. Because we don't have that protection anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, you still have Nation of Islam and they will represent for the black community. You still do have um, what is it? A hundred black men. I think they're Masons, but it's. You do have these communities, but what we need is that concerted effort together mm. to take back our communities, to bring self-care. And when I say self-care, let's be clear. Like we said earlier, it's not just about all the fun and I want to go take a bath and have some wine and go to the spa, right? Self-care is about, hey, Cullen, is about... Taking care of your mind, body, and spirit is about saying, it's okay that I'm broken, but I'm doing the work to heal so that I can be happy, healed, and whole, right? It's about going that extra step and realizing that it's all aspects of your life, including your relationships and your friendships and your social interactions. It's about taking care of your community, but starting with you first. We're world changers. On KCCR, the Brownstone, these personalities here are world changers. I don't surround myself with anybody else. If you're not a world changer, I really am not interested in engaging with you because I have, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose and we don't have time to play. We've got to build, I've got to build a better life for my grandson, right? Yeah. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here today, because we're talking about how we change in our communities, but also make sure that we're taking care of ourselves while we're out there fighting the good fight. Yeah. So I need to just do a little bit of station identification. 
So you're currently listening to Wake Up Happy Sis with me, Leanne Dulce on KCCR, the Brownstone Radio. Make sure that you follow us at the end. Nicole's going to tell you how you can follow her. But you know, she also has a show here called What? The Dim Girl Your Money Matters, right? So they have what? All the tools to help you get financially fit. Make sure you tune in to her show tonight. What time is your show, Nicole? 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Make sure you're here because I'm going to be here. I might even be here, here on the stage with her. You never know. We pop in, right? So make sure you do that. But also make sure that you're following brownstoneworldwide.com slash BWTV. That's where you can watch all of the various shows. Well, thank you, Cullen. We love you right back. We love our Black King. We over here. This all Black love right here, baby. All Black love. And so just let me say, say um, just if, I, if I may. Yes, um, So uh, when we talk about the different communities that come together for social change, um, so I am a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Ooh! Right, when we formed, we the first act of our organization was women's suffrage. Okay. And so Cullen is also a member of Omega Sci-Fi uh, Incorporated. Listen, the, them the cues, in case you know them better by that, them the cues. We know we know about the cues. <laughs> so we are there are um other organizations that come together really to do their part. It's the whole divine nine, um, no matter what organization. You know, we have our little bantering back and forth. We, we, all of those things, but the ultimate goal is for all of the organizations to come together to impact change for us. It is so important that even in today's time where you hear people hollering, make America great again, we're still wondering when the about the first time. So we we've missed the again. We're trying to see when when it was great because we are a whole disenfranchised community. We are a whole disenfranchised race. I am a part of a disenfranchised gender. Um and it's 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 so many different ways to discuss that. And, and I, I'm going to get with Leanne behind closed doors so we can even set up a series of different topics um, so that we can keep you guys uh, going um, about how do we do this? How do we fix this? How do we change this? What can I do where I am? So Leanne is right outside of Atlanta. I'm here in Dallas. Cullen is right outside of Birmingham. Sharonda is joining us for the first time in Baltimore. But you know what? Technology brings us together so that no matter where we are, no matter what zip code, no matter what physical location, we are together in our mindset. And that is what's going to impact change in our community. That's almost like the show closed out and we still got time. Okay, <laughs> but you know what? This is what I will say. And for those who may not be as familiar with the inner workings of the divine nine, now I am not a part of the divine nine. Um, oh, he's in, I mobile. Say, wait a minute, I'm actually in mobile. 
Thank okay, you. okay. And listen, I wasn't trying to give out your whole location, sir. Right. I wasn't trying to tell them your, where your address is. <laughs> so if they show up and say, hey, sir, can you tell me about social change? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, yes, yes. Hey, hey, hey man. Hey, man. Okay. So, <laughs> but if you're not if you're not familiar with the um, National Black Panhellenic Council, the Divine Nine, you should definitely look into those organizations because each one of them have their own different ways that they impact social change, right? I know you think if you've encountered them in college, they were just about parties. Uh, you're welcome. That's my favorite color. Cullen, it's my favorite color. Um, but you think it's just parties and they're kicking. No, these are people that are out in their communities doing work. You have business owners, you have um, government officials, you have every walk of life, and they're out here in their communities impacting change on a major scale. And sometimes we don't even know it because they're not out there asking for, I don't want, just say, I don't want, they're, they're not asking for, make sure you put us in the news. They're doing it because they're trying to help our community. Go ahead, Nicole, I see with, with your hand raised. I was with the church finger, let me say, I was on a college campus at U of I in Champaign-Urbana. I, I, I went to Illinois State University and I went up to visit that, that campus because it was their homecoming. The biggest gym I had ever been in, and guess who was uh, owning the floor? They was barking all over the place. They had the little uh, overalls and the gold boots and I'm going, what kind of circus have I walked into? So it and that went on for hours. I was like, do they stop? No, the folks just opened the doors, let the air in to cool off the gym because they had it hot in there. But the next morning on Saturday, when we came out for a conference, I was like, oh, he looked, he looked familiar. She said, girl, that was the one in them. Uh, he was second in line when you was out there looking like, what are they doing? I said, that was them down there barking last night. Oh, they got the highest GPAs on the yard. Period. Period. Okay. So when Leanne talks about, um, you know, where the Divine Nine organization sit, I'm sorry, let me bring to y'all attention, the Vice President of the United States is a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Many of your judiciaries belong to a member of the Divine Nine. Many of your brigadier journals, journal, uh, generals in the military have been female deltas, okay? Listen, we don't play come to represent and we the majority of the deltas that i know and love are educators so they're in the school system teaching our children how to be better how to know more so the divine nine comes together to pull it off to help put their part in so uh yes we get out there and party don't get it twisted we will turn it up out and everything in between but when it comes down to the business Oh, we we get to a whole different level. Okay, all right. I just so I just wanted to shout out Sharonda, who is a social worker. Uh, thank you for joining, Sharonda. We appreciate you. Hopefully, you come back 
and hang out with me and hang out with some of the others on the show. And then uh, Linnell, I see that you are the tri-chair for the Maryland's Poor People's Campaign. That is awesome. What I really love, I love to see people that said, you should have been on the show with us telling us about this, but this won't be the last time we have this conversation right? Just like Nicole said, we might be setting up a series of conversations so that we can have more of this discussion. And so Linnell, head on over to brownstoneworldwide.com, leave a comment, leave a note, um, send an email, leave us your contact information, and maybe we can have you on as a guest when we have these discussions, because we need people that are in the trenches, that understand what's going on in the underserved communities right? And you know the help that they need. You know, and you've seen firsthand, even better than some of us, what they're going through and the lack of self-care, the lack of wellness, the lack of health and wellness resources that are being poured into these underserved communities. And you can probably help us talk about how we can change that, how we can change the lives and the narrative for our communities. So before we wrap up, I want to just give a couple of themes, right? from kind of the civil rights activism movement as it relates to self-care and wellness and some of the things that they've had to do to ensure they could fight the good fight and be there and be active and be present in their communities, right? And one of the things is they've had to prioritize mindfulness and emotional regulation. If you think about marching and being um, silent or the nonviolent protests, right? The sit-ins, having to have people spit on you and beat you and going to jail for no reason and all these, that takes so much emotional regulation. That is so heavy weighing and taxing on anybody, but especially those that are in the front line. So they definitely had to work on prioritizing mindfulness, using meditative practices and regulating and controlling their emotions. Their always number one focus was building community and providing mutual support. So reaching out to other organizations, to other races, to other communities to bring people together so that we can help one another. Prioritizing self-care marginalized communities. We've already talked about the importance of that and making sure that we're putting resources for our people and not just the resources, the money, but the training and education so that they can build lives for themselves that are happy, healed, and whole. And making self-care a form of resistance. When we are okay, when we're healthy, when we're at the top of our game, we are so energized and ready to go out there and affect change. You can't stop us, but we have to be ready. And the last thing I'm going to say is a little different. You might be like, hmm, how does this fit in? But embracing the power of music and art, dance, music, right? Negro, Negro spiritual hymns, the, the songs they were singing as they were marching on the front lines, those were messages of empowerment. They were helping energize. And these people had to be fit. Baby, they was walking cities, walking whole cities. So you know they had to be fit, they had to have their minds right, and they had to have something that kept them going. And that was art, that was music, that was dance, that was community. It was all of those things. So when you think of social change and you think of self-care, remember, they go hand in hand, right? You have to have your self-care so that you can impact change in your communities. So 
let's see, Nicole, um, do you have any final thoughts? That was kind of my little final wrap up. What are your final thoughts? Well, um, I want to say you have done an amazing job. Congratulations on completing your first broadcast here um, on KCCR and the Brownstone Worldwide family. We are so glad to have you. Um, I must say Leanne and I met as uh, at a conference as uh, business colleagues. Um, and the friendship that has grown from that has been amazing. Um, so when I, I like to tell people, when you're trying to do anything for the community, for others, it can be taxing and draining, but you need a good circle of friends around you um, that will tap on your shoulder to say, hey, time to take a moment and sit down somewhere. Um, you know what, when your body is as a self-care strategist, she reminds us frequently to uh, rest when your body is telling you to rest, to uh, pay attention. And so I'm grateful for that because I heard a lady say years ago that entrepreneurship can be lonely and it can. Um, a lot of people are just coming into understanding and embracing entrepreneurship. So you need a circle of friends around you that will hold you accountable to your goals, but then also remind you that you have to take a time out. So as we are embarking on the rest of this day with messages about Dr. King and his legacy, let's not forget that he was a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So he has done more on the front line and the back end um, to help impact social uh, injustice um, in, in his career. And so I'm excited to have been a part of this. Um, I look forward to connecting with all of you uh, you can find me here on Facebook at the Nicole Johnson. And there are a lot of Nicole Johnson. So I just typed it into the chat and I didn't think it was going to put all of them up there. But Linnell, I would definitely love to connect with you. Uh, I would love to have you guys follow me because tonight at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, I will be talking about how Dr. King's legacy continues to impact financial wellness. So that will be live here at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time on Girl, Your Money Matters. And so Leanne, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of your show. Um, it has been uh, an absolute wonderful uh, time with you as always. And so as we go about today, it's not just a day off. I enjoy that part too, but it's a time for reflection and to see how not only is his legacy impacting your life today, what are you going to do to impact positively someone else's life so that in 10, 15 years, or even after you're gone, what will they still be saying about you? All right. Well, thank you so much. So I want to thank all of you guys for taking a few minutes with me celebrating my first show on KCCR, the Brownstone and Brownstone Worldwide. Um, I'll, it'll be replaying again tomorrow morning. So if you miss some of it, um, make sure you go and check it out. Make sure you check Nicole 6 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time today for her show, Girl, Your Money Matters. Make sure that you go to Brownstone Worldwide dot com slash bwtv and check out the other shows and connect with me at dulce and lay in the chat you've got my my information it's dulce and lay on every platform 
send me a message, let me know what kind of self-care and wellness topics you'd like to talk about, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye.